0: Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. As a serial entrepreneur and lifelong learner, I am obsessed with learning. I love investing in education, touring the country and even the world to attend conferences and workshops and education of all kinds, both in person and online. And every time I leave these educational opportunities, I always leave learning so much more about my business, about my mental health and all the fun action steps to help scale and grow my business. Honestly, one of my favorite things about these experiences are the connections and friendships that I make. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. When you invest in the things that you love, you naturally are putting yourself in rooms with other like-minded, passionate people that actually share your hobbies, your interests, and your ability to turn your passions into profits. And every time I leave, I always leave with new friends. Now, the moment I met Caitlin, I knew she happened to be sitting at my table. So thank you to Courtney for organizing the seating chart um, at the recent Graceful Gathering Conference. And uh, I just knew, I just, we felt an energy, we felt an exchange and I just wanted to be her friend. Um, I think that's a really crazy part about going to these experiences is because you never know who you're going to meet. You're going to jive and you may even find people that, okay, it was nice to meet you, but I'll probably see you never. Right. Well, Caitlin is one of those people that I quickly connected with. I wanted to instantly be her friend, which is why this conversation is going to be so fun, because she's literally chatting about connection how to invest in education, how to find your own tribe and um, build new friends, both in your business and also just real life. Caitlin Workman is a wedding photographer, educator, wife, mama, and host of Create Retreat. She started her business while taking pictures of her foster daughter and sharing about her fostering journey and quickly built a personal brand without any business or marketing experience. Now, when she is not photographing weddings with her husband, she loves coaching other entrepreneurs to build sustainable businesses they love. So without further ado, please let me introduce you to Caitlin. We can chat all about making connections. Welcome to Keanu Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins big or small by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, Caitlin, welcome to the party. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so grateful for you and for your time here. And I'm really, really excited for for my audience to be introduced to you. This is such a fun connection. Yeah, I'm excited. Yay. So let's just dive right in. I love that we connected at a recent conference at the Graceful Gathering Conference. And everyone who knows me knows that I'm a workshopaholic. I am obsessed with education. I love learning and I'm always investing Mm -hmm. in, in my business. And so I would love to hear from you why you love to invest in education and attend conferences.
1: Well, so many reasons. But for me, everything in life is all about connecting with people, which is so cool. Um, Just how we connected and everything. But I think that the most valuable thing you can do for your business is build relationships with people. And conferences are just a great place to network. So while I do find value in education, for me, it's all about being in the room with people that I admire and learning from them through conversations. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I love that you said
0: that, like, you actually have to go to these places, right? Like connecting with people. And I feel like we can learn all of the and I'm doing air quotes, all the textbook things, right? Like knowing our camera settings, knowing our business techniques, but you're really not going to find that growth and find that expansion unless you're meeting new people. And I love that.
1: Yes, Exactly. You can learn a lot online for free through YouTube and through podcasts and things like that, but you can't be in the room with them unless you actually go to those places.
0: Yes. So what, what advice would you give to someone who is maybe starting out their business? Maybe they quite haven't actually quit their full-time job and they're just starting a baby business. What advice would you share to that person that wants to find higher education and find mentors? Where do we even begin to look for these conferences?
1: I think ask people who you respect. Yeah, just ask around, say, you know, where did you learn? Who did you learn from? Or what was impactful to you? You can find people on Instagram and connect with them that way and see who you connect with personally. The first in-person event that I went to was actually in Atlanta, Georgia, which is like an eight-hour drive from where I'm at. But I had a really hard time finding community and finding anyone who would even have a conversation with me where I lived. Um, and so I started following her name's Amy Cole. Started following her on Instagram because a friend had gone to her workshop and I just connected with her personally. And so sometimes you do have to travel and you do have to be intentional about it, but just find someone that you connect with and who's gonna pour into you.
0: Wow. Well, and I love how you mentioned too, because I'm like listening for all these little golden nuggets because you're full of all these like sparks of genius. And I love how you mentioned. How you can just reach out through Instagram and I want to take a little moment to say you can actually reach out to other photographers or other people in your business I think sometimes there's this frustration that we have to go directly to the source right like we have to go directly to that established mentor or that six-figure coach and we need to like find them but I think we almost have to like reverse engineer it and look at our peers and ask hey have you attended any conferences that you love? Who educated you? Who's mentoring you? And that's when you're really going to find like the nitty gritty, like the
1: underground facts about different people in different conferences, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I am actually getting ready to do coaching with Mary morantz who was at um, the Graceful Gathering, and she mentored my friend, Courtney. And I saw the growth in Courtney. So because I saw exactly what happened and what she did for her, I was willing to invest in her.
0: That's so beautiful because you're you're just looking at your friends, right? Like you're looking right. at your peers and, and you can see that progress, which ultimately, of course, this is great for the mentors that you're hiring or you're interested in working with. But just having that street cred or that accountability that, hey, I can see this growth and I want a piece of that, or at least I want to learn more. Okay, well, let's dive into a couple more questions. I have like so many questions for you, Caitlin. Um, I would love to know more about your retreats, because this is one thing I just met you and I'm already obsessed, like we became instant friends. And when you mentioned that you have your retreats, I'm thinking, ah, like, I wish we can go back in time so I can attend these. So uh, after attending multiple conferences, up leveling your own education, what made you decide to start your own retreat?
1: So I mentioned I love connecting with people. That's like my life's goal is to connect with people and to connect other people together and to teach people how to connect with others. And I think that doesn't come naturally to everyone. And I think it's really lonely being an entrepreneur And we can go to these conferences and learn all of these things. And then we go back home and we still feel overwhelmed and stuck and we don't really know how to apply them. And so after attending several wonderful conferences, I still kind of felt stuck. And I just felt like there needed to be something different for people who are feeling stuck and need time to literally create together. So the retreat is called Create Retreat. Um, And it's funny, it kind of turned into like camp meets a workshop meets Retreat. Um, And so we had time to just intentionally like have conversations together and we created vision boards and just talked about what our practical goals were. And it wasn't very much of me teaching, it was just a lot of facilitating conversations and hearing people come to their own ideas and grow in their own ideas. Um, So, yeah, the idea actually came to me one day. I was taking a shower, which is where all great ideas come to us. And I was just thinking, what are some things that I do when I'm feeling stuck? I go for a walk or I call a friend or I go for a drive or I take a shower or I go hiking. Sometimes I go to a coffee shop. And so I just took all of those ideas and put them all together. So we went on a walk and we went on a boat ride and we had one-on-one conversations and group conversations. And anyways, you can tell I get excited about it, but just hearing the girls after the retreat who were feeling very stuck and discouraged, just feeling inspired in their business again has been my favorite thing I've ever done.
0: That's amazing. I love how all your best ideas come through to the shower too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel, and and I love that. And in fact, Mary Morant just she just posted about this, where you know um, taking action will find clarity, right? And I just and right. I love that, and and the fact that you're creating that safe space where others can just come. They maybe don't have those, um, like like the confidence to show up and just start talking to people and make those connections. But those things naturally happen when you put yourself in these types of rooms. Yes.
1: Yes. And I had one girl who was like really nervous. She was like, I am not the bubbly personality. I have trouble connecting with people. I don't know how to do this. And I was like, just come, just come and you'll see what happens. And the connections that were made just happened really organically. And it was kind of like everybody's walls were down and you weren't doing the comparison scroll on Instagram, but they just got to genuinely have conversations with people.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's always my favorite part. I love conferences. I love big events. I love big crowds and feeling that like collective energy is really fun. And as an extroverted introvert, like I love it. I need those moments in my life, but Every time I go to these conferences, it's always the in-between moments, right? It's like the Uber rides when you're hopping in a car with a, you know another random girl for the event. And you're like, oh yeah, we're all going to the same place. Just hop in. Um, obviously we're being cautious and safe about this. You're not just getting in a car with strangers. Right. <laughs> right, like these are moments that happen and like like those campfire fireside things and making avocado toast together in the same Airbnb. This is when those organic conversations come out and you learn not only about others but you actually really learn about yourself.
1: Yes, exactly. And that was the whole purpose was just to basically create a space for those in-between moments the whole weekend. I love that like that sounds like so
0: much fun. So when are you hosting these? How can we learn more about this? And, and I'd like to dig deeper to like, who would be a great candidate or who would be a best fit for these future retreats with
1: you? Um, so this past year, we did it at Lake Norman in North Carolina. Um, next year, it's funny that they're both in North Carolina because I don't live in North Carolina. <laughs> um, next year, it's at Ocean Isle Beach in North Carolina. Um, so you can find out about it. You can go to my website um, and there's a create link. We're already sold out for next year. So if you're interested, um, you just have to really stay on top of it when we launch, which will launch right after next year's retreat. Um, but I've had so many people reach out and say, we really want to come, but it's sold out. So I've actually started a mastermind. And this is kind of like a really, really intense retreat because we're still going to have the same retreat, same setup, all of those things. But there's also five months of one-on-one calls and um, group calls with people because, like we've talked about, this is really important. And sometimes people have a hard time knowing where can I find this community? So it's just a really intentional community being built that way.
0: I love that. Well, if you're listening and you're thinking – wow, like it's time for me to step up my game, to meet new people. And I have to share this too. Once I started getting on airplanes and flying to meet my people, my entire business elevated and I bloomed and I crossed those six figure marks. Like it's just, it's insane because I think sometimes a lot of us can get a little discouraged when we look in our neighborhoods, we look in our hometowns and sometimes our people just aren't here, right? Like we can find really kind souls. We can find people that cheer for us. And of course, maybe even be our clients that we love and we adore. But when it comes to up leveling your business, it really is important to invest. And sometimes you have to buy those plane tickets. So if North Carolina is Yeah. So if, if you're listening to North Carolina
1: sounds pretty far, like this is your invitation to take that risk. That sounds so amazing. Yes. We had girls last year come from Texas and from Georgia and from all over the place. But sometimes you're, you might not find those cheerleaders in your area. Sometimes you do. I did not. Sometimes if you're from a small town, it can be kind of more... I guess, cutthroat and competitive. And sometimes it's easier to find that community somewhere else and just be more vulnerable with people who aren't like in your same market.
0: I love that. That is such a, like a feeling of grace to know that there really are kindred spirits and people that are just like you that share your passions, but they may live far away. Yes, exactly. I love that. So Caitlin, can you share with us um, what is one thing that you wish photographers and small business owners knew before they started their business? Like even before maybe they start investing in in education, what should we get started with
1: first? Well, (laughs) it's such a hard question because I think that you can start on so many different paths, but I think you just have to understand that you get out of it what you put into it. And so looking at why do I want to do this? Why is this important to me? And you have to just take yourself seriously and decide that you're going to start showing up. I think a lot of the reasons that I found success really early on was because I just started saying like, Oh, I'm a photographer. I'll be your wedding photographer, even though I like never photographed a wedding, but just decide that you're going to do something and just show up confidently even before you feel confident to do it.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so smart. And I think that's a huge identity shift, right? Like you actually have to claim it. Um I remember working with um, other students and other photographers when they're just starting and that was a really hard kind of like threshold for them to click over to where they're like, "Oh, I'm a like I think I'm a photographer. I don't even know if I'm considered an artist." And I and I tell them I'm like, "You are no longer working at blank," and that's where they would insert their corporate job or their other, you know, their other career. Like, don't even mention that. Just go straight into the fact that you're a photographer and you are proud. And then people, it's like, people will only believe what you tell them. So if if you are confident in that you're a photographer
1: or that you are in your own business, like they're gonna believe it. Like, why wouldn't they want to identify you that way? Yes, exactly. And you have to believe it for yourself. I'm learning that so much of this, so much of life is just all about your mindset. I had this conversation with my daughter yesterday. Who was frustrated in school. And she said, I, I can't do this. And I was like, no, you can, you know, do you know how to read? And she's like, yes, she's 11. She knows how to read. And I said, you know, you're really excited to learn about this. Look how cool this is. You know how to read, you know how to do this. And by the end of the day, she was like, oh, I, I can do this. But it's like, if you don't believe it for yourself, other people obviously are not going to believe, not going to believe it. And it doesn't, ever stop being hard. I think to have confidence in yourself, you know, when I added the title coach and educator, um, that was really hard. It's still hard. And I think you just have to continually say those words out loud and start to believe them for yourself. Yes. Oh, I love
0: that. And I think if I could go back in time, just like you mentioned before literally as we kicked off this episode is talking about connections and making friends right i think sometimes a lot of us can get so like deeply focused like laser focused on the photography on the business on the family portraits the weddings whatever it is that we're you know trying to build our business on and so we're looking for people within that bubble but i found that my business actually grew and expanded when i was popping into new yoga classes or i was signing up for things and um, just putting myself in rooms that I wanted to be there. This wasn't torture that I was going to, you know, I wasn't going skydiving or things that like would right. make me really <laughs> nervous, um, but I was putting myself in these rooms with new people. And then that's when those connections and those referrals started flooding. So um, I love that you were such an advocate for connection too. Yeah, that's how I've built my business. And that's what,
1: why I enjoy doing my business.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you mentioned that you just recently added coach and mentor. Um, When have you experienced these pivots? And I would love to I would love to talk more about that, Caitlin. Like how how are you stretching and um, expanding your business these days?
1: This has been a big year of growth for us, a big year of growth. And my transition to coach and educator started with well i had the idea for the retreat and then i was having conversations with friends at a conference obviously and they were talking about their experience learning from pope taylor with her mastermind and on an on a whim i went home and i dm'd her and i said can you send me the information she said we start this week go ahead and fill out an application and i had imposter syndrome even for that i'm like you know i'm not at the point where i need to be for her to accept me into this she accepted me paid a lot of money. And I'm very stingy with money. Yeah. (laughs) And I told my husband like that day, I just was like, I think I need to do this. Um, and it was by far the best investment I've ever made because I got to learn from people who are where we want to be people like, um, Becky with Becky's brides. She was in the group with me. Um, Nicole and Mark Pasternak were in the group with me and getting to see people who are serving with their spouse and seeing like what their family life looks like was just really inspiring. And, Anyways, I could talk for a long time about that because it was just a great experience. But that's kind of where I started the transition. And um, at another conference, a friend encouraged me to start applying for podcasts. And as I started sharing with people and started mentoring people one-on-one, I realized that while I'm not as far ahead as some people, I am farther ahead than some people and can teach in different ways and connect with people in different ways. So I have found a lot of joy in one-on-one coaching with people because I love problem solving and I'm an idea person. So when people are like, I don't know where to go next or I'm struggling with this, which I think we think simil- so similarly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how that transition has happened. And um, my husband is actually going full-time with me this week and uh, not this week, he turned in his notice this week. Um, so he has a couple weeks left, but adding the education side and creating more passive income and things like that, just having multiple income streams is our goal long-term because we can only photograph so many weddings. And while we love it, we just kind of wanted to expand where our income could grow. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. That is so inspiring. And I just have to like, I'm like clapping over here for your husband and for your family. I am just so excited for you guys. And to finally be in this position where you're like, okay, we're going to do it. We're taking this risk. It's a very calculated risk. Like I love to say, this isn't you guys just jumping off a high dive and, um, you know, hoping you you grow wings on the way down, like you've already have a plan in place. And I just I think sometimes we're so quick to move on to those next milestones that sometimes
1: we just need to pause and celebrate. So I'm cheering for you, girl. This is so exciting. Thank you. It is r- really surreal. Um, a year ago, I never would have thought we would be here. And we have done a lot of calculated planning. You know, we have our emergency fund and we have all these things in place. So if something happened and we didn't make any money, we'd be okay for, <laughs> for a little while. So we've done all of the prep work that even though it feels like a big jump, it doesn't feel scary. It just feels exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And one thing that I love is that you not only have big goals and uh, big milestones coming up for your business, but also for your family. And when you were speaking at the Graceful Gathering and just recently where we met, I was blown away by your talk. Like you literally only had 10 minutes (laughs) and you had us feeling all of the feels. We were laughing, we were crying, like happy tears, emotional tears. We were all relating to what you were saying. And so I would love for you to kind of bridge the gap between those big business milestones. And then can you please share with us what you guys have on the horizon for your family?
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. When Courtney told me I had 10 minutes, I'm like, how can I make this as impactful as I can in 10 (laughs) minutes, Um, which was very challenging. But yeah, this is a big year for our family just because I've honestly been in survival mode for the past six months because my daughter, we adopted through foster care and she came to live with us when she was five. So most kids have that first five years of their life where they learn so much um, and they get that security and safety and all those things. And she didn't get that until she was about six. It took took her about a year to trust us. So she needs a little bit more attention and a little bit more love and care and things like that. So we tried public school. It just was not a good fit for her. We tried a Montessori school we were really excited about. It just was not the best fit. And I pulled her out in December. um, Like we decided in a day, okay, we need to do this. So I wasn't really ready to homeschool, but I just felt like that's where we needed what we needed to do for our family. Um, So learning to balance all that has been kind of hard. And I know that as soon as my husband gets home, we're going to kind of split that 50-50. And so I'm really excited for that. He loves like the um museums and the zoos and like all the hands-on all that he's gonna be in charge of science and social studies <laughs> so <cute. laughs> because he, he loves all that stuff and he was homeschooled so he's like really excited to jump in and actually be able to get to spend that time with our kids and actually when we were at the Graceful Gathering, I was there to speak and that was the first time that my family got to come with me and they did the science museum while we were there we did the zoo and since coming home she's had to write a report on the animals and gotten to read a book about polar bears and so i'm just really excited to watch how everything kind of melds together um and learning that we want our business to kind of revolve around our life instead of the other way around which is kind of how it's been for the past few years that's
0: incredibly inspiring and i love that you are able to like gracefully even though it feels like a boom, like just all at once, right? I feel like you were able to, to start this new adventure while you're juggling your business, your full-time business, and then homeschooling your children. This is just, this is next level, Caitlin. <laughs> like-
1: oh, I do not have it all all together, please. I just shared an Instagram story, I think yesterday. And I was like, this is what my house looks like. This is not, things are not perfect. We're living in chaos right now. My house is never clean, but everyone is loved and cared for and fed, even though they're fed by pizza takeout and Chick-fil-A twice a
0: week. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You are not only surviving now, but now you're thriving and you're setting yes. yourself up and your family. And I would love to hear more about the speech house. We chatted about that a little bit and it was even part of your speech. Um, so can you share how this had turned into not just your why, but your family's why?
1: And we, I wouldn't, I want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so we're really excited. We love the beach. We always have. Um, I remember we took my daughter to the beach for the first time. It was our first trip we took her on. And it's just like this sense of peace comes over all of us when we're there. We're about five and a half hours from the beach. Um, and so actually before my son was born, he, he's almost three, my husband was applying for jobs down south. We were talking about moving because we just didn't feel settled here. Um, but we just couldn't commit to move because both of our parents are here and they help a lot with their kids and all of that. So we want a beach house that we can go and enjoy uh, but still live here where our families are. So to own two homes is kind of a big financial commitment. Um, but that's the dream. That's the goal. And um, a friend recommended the book I was going to bring it so I didn't forget what it's called. Um, Short-term rental, long-term wealth. And I can send that to you to put the link. But yeah. she recommended that to me. So I've been reading that and it's just another opportunity to create more income in another way. So that's the goal with the beach house. The kids just love the beach and every time we're there we just we just feel a sense of peace. And so I keep reminding the kids that we are making sacrifices right now with our budget and not eating out as much and things like that. Um you know telling them to turn the lights off <laughs> and things like that and I just keep reminding her like this is the goal. This is we want the beach house. And so my daughter actually drew a picture of What she imagines the beach house to look like. And it's on our fridge. And she's gotten to the point where the other day my husband was taking her to Sam's Club and she said, Dad, why are we going to the store to spend money? We're supposed to be saving for the beach house. He's like, Well, we still have to buy diapers, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been really cool to just dream with them and have that vision of what we want our future to look like together.
0: That's amazing. And I love how you have taken such a I would call it like a pipe dream, like long-term goal and made it a family affair. Like actually made it like a family why. And I feel like that was really impactful too with part of your speech where you were chatting about discovering your why. And I feel like it's a very big buzzword. A lot of us are kind of numb to hearing this at this point where we're like, identify your why, 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 why. And it can be either overwhelming or something that we just kind of like skip past sometimes. But I would love for you to share what does it feel like to actually redefine your why? Because I think sometimes when we start our business, we ha- we know why we want this financial freedom, we know why we do what we do and our passions are for helping people and all these amazing things that make an impact, but sometimes as business goes on and things expand and stretch and change, our why is changed. So, can you share a little bit about like the tools or any any ideas you have about rediscovering your
1: current why? I think it changes often. Um, I think that it's really important to have conversations with people in your life who know you really well. And whether that's a spouse or just a friend or a sounding board, having those conversations often and looking at what do we want our life to look like And when I wrote down my why a year and a half ago, it was very different than what it is now. In fact, my kids were kind of at the bottom of the list and I felt guilty about that. But I was like, I'm not doing this business for my kids. You know, if I wanted to do what was best for my kids, I wouldn't work at all. And we would just live on one income. And I was like, no, I'm doing this for me. This business is for me because I want something that I feel successful in and I like making money. And I had to really self-reflect because I felt guilty about it. Um, But the truth is, it is for them because it does give us the freedom to spend time with them. But it's kind of looking at that balance of what do we want our life to look like? What do we want our kids' childhood to be like? And we started fostering a year into our marriage. So we were babies. So we've kind of grown up with her and had to learn a lot lot along the way and just kind of realizing what we want our life to look like. I don't know. That's such a hard question. I don't know if that... (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, a big no. long ramble. Um, but yeah, just kind of look at what do you want for your life and look at people who you admire, their lifestyle and um, their values and see, well, what are they doing? And not to compare yourself to them or anything like that, but seeing, okay, this is what they do. That's how they've set themselves up for this success, right? Um, And talking to people who are where you want to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, this is very powerful because I feel like sometimes we get caught up in this this hamster wheel, or we get rolling. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, wait, why am I even doing this? And, mm-hmm. and I even can speak from my own experience too, where, you know, I've been in these masterminds, I've been up leveling my education. And these girls, some of these girls that I am in circles with are making over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Like this is like, mm-hmm. this is the big dogs, right? And I started thinking, okay, but like, why? Like, why, like, if I can pull back, and I think Gary Vee even talks about this too, where he says that- you know, you can make $300,000 a year and be miserable, or you can make $60,000 a year and be so happy. And so I think sometimes we get lost in the numbers or we get lost in all the things when in reality, it's such a blessing, like for you and your family that you have so much more freedom, you and your husband get to homeschool your babies and and also reach for those big goals. So I think it's so important to just do like a little reset and like come back to to you. Like I feel like your why always should be you. And I also want to say too just like to reiterate like I love that you, even though you've revisited your why, like having you at the top of that list is is most important. Like that needs to be validated and that needs to be celebrated because Anything that we do to make us feel more successful, make us, um, you know, just be just be a better person and want to be around, right? Um, that
1: trickles down into all of the lives in our families and our households. Yeah, I think it's just hard because a lot of times we find success As Americans, as people in um, being busy and being and looking, looking successful is making a certain amount of money or being super busy and things like that. And I want to be able to look back at my life and feel proud of the decisions that I've made. And I'm a very positive person. So I don't typically look back and have regrets. Like I kind of look at the bright side of things, but our kids, if you're a parent, you have a huge responsibility to your kids. And I keep reminding my husband, like, it's okay if we make a little bit less money this year, what is most important is what we're pouring into our kids. And this short 18 years that we have them in our house, that's our most important mission in our life. And so that is that is success to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful and so inspiring. And I would love to learn a little bit more about your marketing. I feel like this is something where I'm like, okay, like let's get into it. I, but before we leave, I'm like, wait, I wanna get some good meat and potatoes with you, Caitlin. Um, I would love for you, if you could share with us a little bit about your marketing, how you share your business, because I think it could be very fluid and very easy to talk about our business without feeling salesy. So um, do you have any tips or any insights to share about really getting your name out there once you get rolling?
1: I think just remembering to be yourself. And that sounds so cheesy. But just remembering that you have unique things to bring to the table. I think that the biggest mistake people make in their businesses is trying to be exactly like someone else or feeling like they have to fit into this certain mold in order to be successful. But if you can just look at what makes you unique and look at your gifts and your talents and share that and use that to connect with people, it's going to make a huge difference. I booked so many brides my first year because we were sharing about our fostering journey and those brides were connecting with that. And not that they were foster parents, but they just understood my heart and they really connected with me. And that's something that was unique to to me. And so I think if people can find something unique to themselves and share about that, that really helps.
0: That's amazing. And so inspiring too. Like that's, it is cheesy to say, just be you. Yeah, (laughs) It's easy to say that. Um, But you'll be amazed at how far you can take your business, take your life and take your success simply like just listening and following
1: your heart and just doing what feels right to you Mm -hmm. and remembering that people are just people. I think for so many years, I was intimidated to have conversations with certain people. And now I seek those people out and have conversations with them because I'm like, they're just a person and I could learn so much by just having a conversation with them. So don't be scared to meet people and to put yourself out there.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that's amazing. So in closing, I would love to ask I ask every guest that, come, that comes on, um, if you would share, and even though you've shared a million of these already, um, <laughs> but if you could please share a key tip for entrepreneurs
1: and photographers. A key tip for photographers and entrepreneurs would just be to start showing up consistently and confidently wherever you choose to show up. If that's in your yoga class, or if that's on Instagram or TikTok, wherever it is that you are showing up just start showing up consistently and confidently. Um, And I have a free guide that I think we're going to share in the show notes that talks you through how to start sharing your brand personally. If you're like, Caitlin, I have no idea what to share about myself. I have a conversation with people often who say, I don't have anything exciting or people don't actually want to learn learn anything from me or connect with me or whatever. Um, But that guide just talks you through how you can find your own core connection points to share with your audience and ways that you can share and all those things. So I would definitely take that and use that for sure.
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much for offering that freebie, too. I feel like that's going to be really helpful for any business, not just photographers, but for anybody that's interested in marketing and getting their name out there organically and like making it stick. Right. Like we can talk about it and we can share, but creating that special something that people want to reach back out to you for is really important. Yes, for sure. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. And how can we find you? Because when I met you at the conference, I literally was like, I just felt your energy. I felt being in your presence. And I'm like, okay, you're my new friend.
1: <laughs> yes, I felt the exact same way. So. <laughs>
0: so I was like, I pick you. Okay. And so now we're friends and now you're on the podcast and things are happening. Um, so I'm sure anyone that's listening is going to feel the same way about you. So how can we stay connected?
1: Um, if you grab that freebie, it'll put you on my email list and I send free education every week. And I also am on YouTube. Um, so you'll get all of that straight to your inbox and you can also find me on Instagram. It's just Instagram.com slash Caitlin Markman photography. I'm still an Instagram girl. I'm a little bit on TikTok, but not really. So Instagram is where we'll be real friends.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I spend way too much time on Instagram, to be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I'm like, is this, this this is working, right?
0: Yes. Oh, we're totally working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, beautiful. I appreciate your time and cannot wait to connect soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so grateful to have you here and to share these conversations with me. Your Caitlin is at the next conference, is at the next retreat and the next educational experience. This is your time to book that flight, to invest in education and get yourself out there. Caitlin has incredible resources and make sure that you check out all of her social media presence, all of her websites, all the fun stuff to get to know her and follow her because Caitlin is someone that you're going to want in your corner too. Hope you have a great day. Okay. Love you. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.